Hello, everyone. My name is Jason. I'm one of the co-founders here at Tem Energy, and welcome to the Average Joe. And obviously, I am not Joe, um, and he is not here. Um, sadly, he is not feeling too well today. But we've got this beautiful studio, which um, they've lit up in red, which I'll talk about a little bit later. I thought rather than going to waste, I'll come here, have a bit of fun, give it a go, and see what happens. And I'm actually. I'm actually quite excited. Um, I've got a script, which I'll stick to a little bit, and then I'm good, definitely going off script. So let's see where we go. And what we're going to do, we're going to take a little bit of a, uh, a step back to the start of 2023 when we started this podcast. And we've had some brilliant, brilliant guests throughout the year. I want to pull out a few little highlights. Um, we're going to share just a, a few little reflections from COP, which has just come to an end. We can't let that go unnoticed. Um, I'm going to share a few personal um, insights, what's been brilliant about 2023, what's not gone so well. Um, and then we'll take a little look forward to, to 2024. What does the energy space look like in 2024? So COP has just finished and um, I don't know what your hopes, what you were expecting um, from COP in 2023, but whatever they are, um, feel free to to share them on the link below. We'd love to hear um, your thoughts and reflections of COP. Um, for me personally, I, I think I come away disappointed. I think I was skeptical about where COP was being hosted in the first place, um, but actually We've seen it throughout the year, haven't we? We've seen government policy change on electric vehicles, that um, electric vehicles or being mandatory are pushed out now uh, into the 2030s, and that might even go into the 2040s. Um, and we're starting to see just murmurs of big oil and gas companies putting more pressure on the government delisting from the New York, uh, from the FTSE 100 stock exchange, uh, threatening to go to uh, the US. Um, we've seen record profits um, from some of the oil and gas majors. And we're just seeing a rhetoric being preached into the media that actually renewables is not for now, it can come later. And for us here at TEM and for me as a founder, it's really disappointing. And that has probably been crystallized at COP. So I come away from COP really disappointed. And I think I look into the next few years with the pressure that the government are under. And I look across different parts of the globe where oil and gas majors are trying to, to keep a hold on pumping out fossil fuels. But there's always hope, isn't there? And that is one of the reasons that we left um, the companies that we were working for at the back end of 2021 and set up TEM. And um, you'll hear a little bit about why this room is set up red and why we are excited for what TEM's bringing, not only to the UK, but also to other markets that we're going to be going into. So I've been asked, um, what is one thing that I've got right this year and one thing that that's not gone so well. Um, I think for what's gone right, um, there's probably two th main things. I've had the privilege of spending a lot of time um, speaking to customers, potential customers, um, competitors, 
and really trying to understand what is it do customers really, really want when they are interacting, be it buying energy or indeed selling energy. And it's been um, a real privilege. I, I've traveled up and down the UK. I've been on Zoom calls. I've been on Google Meets. I've been on Team Meets. I've been on WhatsApp calls. And I've had physical meetings. And I've prioritized spending time listening to those customers. And I've really enjoyed it. That's one of the main reasons that I'm working in energy. It is so intricate. And you get to meet so many different types of businesses, be it generators that are being built on small farms or, or large corporate estates that are building out battery storage or, or small SMEs and, and large corporates who are buying and using different types of, of energy for industrial processes. It really is a labyrinth and, and I love that. I think the other thing that I've really done well or, or I've really learned, I think, the importance of and that's relationships. We are building a technology utility and Bartek and Ross, who are the, the, also the co-founders, they are doing some incredible work and a lot of it I genuinely um, don't understand. It is so intricate. It is so fascinating. But at the end of the day, it really is about relationships, whether it be relationships with my colleagues and my team and, and the wider TEM family, or whether it's actually within the industry itself. And having been in energy now for just over 10 years, it's been amazing building the company about going back to relationships that I built um, when I first started. Literally last week, I had a call with a customer that I brought on to my old company just over eight years ago and reached out to him. And he gave me just some valuable insights into a part of the market that I didn't know about. Um, so those are the things that I think I've really learned and I've done well. Um, what are the things that I've not done so well and I've not enjoyed? Um, I'm probably um, a very impatient person. Um, and sometimes I want to get something done yesterday or right now. And actually, we've got to increasingly, I think, um, certainly here at TEM, think about the now, but also the future. We're building a utility that has never been done before in the way that we're making it, the way that we're designing it, and the way that we are adding value to both generators and, and businesses. And that doesn't happen overnight. And if you've spent any time with me as a friend or, or as a colleague or as a customer, you, can, you, you get the message, I want to get it done right now. Um, and so, yeah, I apologize. I apologize for people for where I want to get things done overnight. And then one thing that I think surprised me in 2023 is the real desire, I think, for customers that I've met to, to see change. And that's changed both from transparency, whether it's selling energy, um, whether it's buying energy, actually businesses who are making decisions on spending or generating hundreds and thousands, and in some cases, millions of pounds a year, actually the level of knowledge, um, which has come from the complexity that this market is under. And I think I've been really surprised as I've spoken to customers, how complex it is for customers to build a business. Um, and, and that really has taken me back, which drives me even more. How do we genuinely simplify and make energy more transparent? It's a big question, I think. 
Um, and then I think the other thing is, is customers genuinely want to see a level of innovation. I think they are tired, I think, about big companies. Actually, they want to see innovation coming through in the way that they're buying and selling energy. And we've, I've, we've had the privilege of growing this year, partly because of the customer base saying, look, I want to try something different. I want to see change, both on what I'm paying and understanding about my bill or the way that my energy is being traded in a way that I'm being rewarded for that. Um, so that's probably the, 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 the biggest thing. Um, and then probably, um, the other thing that I don't do so well is, um, is being present. I think one of the challenges of being a founder, um, it's both a, a, a challenge and an opportunity is actually the multifacet role that it is. Uh, it is both looking at, um, spreadsheets and financial forecasts. Um, it is both managing teams. It is both speaking to investors. It's speaking to customers. It really is multifaceted, which is a huge um, privilege, but it also is a challenge. And actually, I found myself sometimes being in a conversation, and actually, there are several uh, conversations happening in my mind. Um, so, 2024, I promise to be more present. So as I look back across 2023 and the guests that we got on the Average Drove podcast, we had five just brilliant guests. If you've not listened, have a, have a listen. It really is a lot of fun. And we started the first two uh, with my old university friend, Paul Brown, who is founder of Bold Foods, and then Johnny Wake, um, who runs the Cortine Hall Farm estate. Um, it was just brilliant. I, I loved those two. Obviously, um, I know Paul and I know Brownie really, really well. Um, he's a good friend. But actually what he's creating is a, um, a food company called Bol Foods. And, and I love that insight into that world. I don't actually uh, know much about it. I, I refuse to, to buy them unless they're on discount. Sorry, Brownie. Um, we might edit that, but maybe not. Um, but I just loved his passion uh, to to actually create a food company that is totally vegan. And when they launched, they were so ahead of their time. And they're now coming in to, to reap the rewards of that. Yeah, the, the second one was was Johnny, Johnny Wake, who's running uh, the Cortina Hall Farm estate. And there are a few things I, I love about estates and, and farmers in particular. It's just the level of innovation. And Johnny just showed it to us, didn't he? Just whether it is crypto mining, whether it is solar farms, um, whether it's building out AD plants, whether he's helping the local community. And I just love hanging out with farmers. Growing up in South Wales, I spent a lot of time uh, on farms. Um, sadly, not my own, but maybe something for the future. But I think probably my favourite was uh, Robert Shrimp, um, who um, talked to us, didn't he, about um, brightening the future for schools around um, rooftop solar. And in a previous life, that, that's where I actually started my career. I, I worked um, for a company who managed a whole uh, bunch of schools in the UK. And it's just fascinating listening to Robert about both the, the school um, space, just the amount of space that is available on, uh, on rooftops and how they can effectively um, run um, the school on solar. It's just fascinating. And so we're going to hopefully um, do some work with him 
and his wider team next year. Um, but all of our guests in 2023 and, and have been fantastic. And I thank you so much. So 2024, if I had a choice, or oh, who would be the top three podcast guests? I think my first one would be Bear Grylls. Um, I love all things outdoors. Um, he is like the ultimate outdoor person. And actually, our offices, which uh, are located in Battersea Power Station, uh, when we were looking around, I actually bumped into him. And um, yeah, it was the first time I'd actually met him. And I think he would be really cool. So Bear, if you're listening to this, uh, there is a space here. Um, second one, probably Mary Berry. Um, I literally watched a, a documentary about her the other day. Like she's an absolute legend and I understand she's a bit of a uh, an energy warrior. And then probably finally, I would say Sir Tim Peake. I think he would just be amazing. So if any three of you are listening to this, um, if you're not, we're going to invite you anyway and let's see what 2024 holds. So I just want to take a moment as we come to the end of 2023. What do we see in 2024, both in energy and um, in my own life? No, no, you don't want to hear about my own life. Um, but I will mention one thing. We're going to have a little baby um, uh, at the start of 2024. It might come in 2023. So watch this space. Um, I will definitely uh, post something about that on my LinkedIn. But 2024, from an energy perspective, is going to be really interesting, isn't it? We we have seen, certainly in the last few months, declining power prices, um, which has been driven by um, the gas price. Um, and I think unless we see a real cold snap um, in the early part of the year, we could see some continued downward trend for wholesale power prices in the UK. But I think the big topic for, for 2024 and, and certainly for the foreseeable future, unfortunately, is the geopolitical tension that we see um, across Europe and indeed across the world. And as those geopolitical events happen, we will see a level of volatility that unfortunately we have seen um, in recent years. Just in the last few months, as the um, Israeli and Gaza conflict kicked off, we really saw um, a level of volatility that we hadn't seen um, for quite some months. So I think volatility is here to stay. Um, excitingly, we are going to be starting to look at um, some new products uh, around maximizing opportunities for volatility, so to look out for that. And the way that battery storage in particular, um, certainly in the UK, is being built out now will have a huge role to play. We're going to see this tension between large oil and gas players really trying to downplay the effects that fossil fuels are having on the planet and trying to slow and delay those being retired. I think, unfortunately, that that rhetoric that narrative that I've heard and, and seen, be it lobbying with the government in corridors at, at Westminster or, or more widely in, in industry events. I see that, that tension um, uh, continuing in 2024. But look, for those of us who want to see change, change is coming. 
change is already here. Um, and so whilst I see there is a battle, um, there's also a battle to be won in 2024 in more renewables being built, more customers paying fairer prices as um, they procure their electricity. And we want to see increasingly both buyers and sellers coming closer together. Um, and those are the winners in the energy space rather than anyone else. Last thing to say, um, thank you for, for all your support in 2023, whether it be listening to the Average Joe podcast, whether it's likes on LinkedIn, or whether it's coming to contact us for, for us to sell your energy or, or, or to give you supply contracts. We really, really appreciate it. 